0: and top-level managers, and welcome to the Ignite Construction Summit podcast. I'm Alan Hadorn, editor of Pavement Maintenance Reconstruction and conference manager of the new Ignite Construction Summit, which will be held December 12th and 13th in Las Vegas. With me is Brad Humphrey, founder and president of Pinnacle Development Group, a consulting firm that has built its reputation by developing leaders and facilitating strategic growth. Known for his Contractor's Best Friend podcast, Brad is a high-energy presenter who's in great demand internationally, so we're lucky he was in the States and had a window where we could invite him to speak at Ignite. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me today, Brad. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Alan. It's good to be with you. and looking forward to what we can do to help the contractors
0: that's That's great right, listen, you'll be kicking off the second day of the Ignite Summit with a topic that's uh near dear and some might even say feared among owners and and upper level managers of construction companies and that topic is leadership so why why is this such a challenge for companies and and uh, if you can, if you can explain how how come so many companies make such poor decisions when selecting their leaders?
1: Wow. Well, there, there's a mouthful. Uh, let's let's take the first part of that. Let's take the first part of that question first. I think a lot of the nervousness that is felt and experienced um, that I've observed with contractors, especially in the last few years, is just we've seen an incredible number of of individuals who are veterans in the industry who are retiring. Number one, and uh, that that includes owners of of their own companies. Uh, they're in the process of retiring. In fact, more of them probably are in the next three to four years. And so they, they may have some limitations. They may have a son or a daughter or a son-in-law or a daughter-in-law who may be taking over the business. In some cases, they don't for the smaller contractor. So they're a little nervous there. They may have a good group of people, but they don't have anyone to take on ownership. The other thing is, because of that, we also are losing a lot of our senior craftspeople and our foremen. And when these guys and gals leave... They're leaving, it seems like they're leaving larger holes than they've ever left, but this country is so desperate for leadership um, that I think one of the problems that uh, contractors get into is that sometimes they either A, are not patient enough to really look for a leader, and therefore they might take with their second pick. They might promote somebody into that role as a foreman or an operational manager who's not really there yet or may not even be really capable of those skills, but they'll do it anyway because they're available and, and, and then they live with the consequences. But that's probably, I mean, that that's a, that's a key component is lack of preparation. I know in most construction companies that they've, they've done a horrible job of succession planning, And that's obviously a pretty operative term these days. In fact, even on our website and phone calls, emails and phone calls that we get into Pinnacle, a lot of contractors are calling us now That hey, can you help us with succession planning? We have so-and-so is getting ready to retire. We need a backfill. So that's a big deal for a lot of companies today.
0: So so one of it is just they're filling they're trying to fill a void. They know they have to have a leader yep. so they take who they yep. can get and or who's available and uh yep. you know whether that person has the has the right skills or or is even interested in the job sometimes, right?
1: That's exactly right. In fact, I've seen, you know, I I call them the reluctant leaders. There are a lot of good people out there who really don't want to be the leader, so they're very reluctant to volunteer. And even when you ask them to take on a role, they're still reluctant. I'm not saying those folks can't work out as leaders. Sometimes that's a sense, that's a a kind of a sense of humbleness there, humility, which is often very good. But if you've got an individual who's just not motivated or really built for that leadership role, to put them in that position, you're really kind of putting a square peg into a round hole, and that, and that causes problems as well.
0: And that's kind of, but that's where, like, um, well, for example, the, the two books that you have, The Champion Leadership and Coaching the Emerging Leader, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where those mm-hmm. books and those workshops would, would, come th- would come into play when you select somebody who may or may not be, you know, interested or ready for leadership, and you can just work, through, work them through that training process.
1: That's exactly right. In fact, those, the 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 one book, uh, coaching the emerging leader, was actually developed years ago. I actually got challenged by a couple of large contractors that said, "Look, can you coach some of our up and coming?" They didn't use the term high potential. That's how old I am. They didn't use it back in those days, but they were talking about up. Incoming high potentials, and so I began with a series of using articles and maybe cutaway sections of seminars I'd led. Then, after you know about a year or two of doing that, I thought, I know how to do this. I mean, I know what these people need. So I put together what turned out to be the Coaching the Emerging Leader book. Well, when I got that one done, I had people who I had taken personally had taken through the development to help them become a better, uh, whether it was foreman or a better superintendent or a better project manager, even a better owner. And then after I got done with that, I'd have the same company say, hey, that was awesome. Can you, you got something else we can take people through to keep the growth going? Well, that that developed into the second, the championship leading book that you know about, and and I – Try to address ten additional topics from that in that book that were not addressed obviously in the first book that gave a more well-rounded and we get into more of the higher level stuff of strategic thinking, running meetings, uh, you know, developing respect amongst your peers and that kind of stuff. So, you know, w- we really do know how to train, and I and I believe that, you know there's an old comment, there's an old saying that said, "Born you know, leaders are not born, they're made." And I do think there are people who have a you know a, a propensity towards leadership, maybe because of their profile, maybe because of their natural desire to help people. I think that helps, but you know there's a lot of people who are good talkers or are very empathetic who aren't good leaders that they get taken advantage of. So I do think that by and large that the reason I wrote those two books was in fact to help individuals who others may not uh, they may not see leadership inside themselves, but others may see the potential, but they don't know as in contractors and owner we don't always take the time nor do we really know how to develop people in that way we can teach people how to pour concrete or to lay asphalt or how to roll out or how to take measurements and do takeoffs but as far as the people side to that that's where i find most contractors are a little bit limited on they know it instinctively but to teach it and to coach it it's two different things and that's why i wrote those books and i do think they help people develop
0: so so do you do you think that I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, and do you, right. do you think that finding and training leaders is is more difficult today than it's been in the past, or is just there, or is there just a greater need for leaders now? Since you know, the, like the example you used before, the baby boomers are exiting the business, and and uh, there's just more of a more more openings for them.
1: Well, no, I think it is. I think it is harder today, um, in in a lot of ways. I think for a lot of reasons. Again, we've got a lot of talented. Uh, you know talented, skilled people are leaving the industry we 've got a lot of the baby boomers that are retiring we 've got a lot of millennials coming in, and then that next generation and So, I do think it 's a little more difficult today and, and on top of that, I, I think the latest statistic i 've read nationally is I think we have something like around seven million jobs opening in in the country total and we 've only got about two or three million people at the most that are really available to work so this is an interesting time, not only in our industry but it 's a very interesting time in our country where we actually, it's really an employee-driven market. And that's another problem that is presented to contractors, Alan, is that, you know, they may hire somebody to take on a a foreman's role or even just come in as a laborer. And if they don't like what they see or feel in the first couple of weeks, they're gone, and they can go get a job tomorrow. That's how fast they're getting hired again. So that Mm -hmm. is threatening. And so that's, you know, I wrote a book years ago. It's, It's on Amazon on, you know, the seven steps to employee retention. Well, one of the chapters is, on the 90-day plan, I think you are foolish as an owner and a contractor if you don't have the first 90 days, in essence, the first 12 weeks mapped out, maybe not hour by hour, but what are the themes of what you want people to learn? We're going to talk about this in my conference in December. You know, we, what, what do you want them to know? They're not going to know everything in 90 days, but you could expose them to enough information that you're going to have a better feel for where they're at and they're going to have a better feel about what you're about.
0: So, when you when when a, a business owner is is looking to find to fill a leadership role, do you think it's important mm-hmm. that the leader that they put in place um, have the skills has the skills of the people he's supervising, or is can someone come from a, a completely different area and not have those skills?
1: Well, I think that, that that's two different questions. But one is a I do think the owners and contractors need to identify what do I want in this job. And not just skills, but also what's called competency. And that's something I also teach. You know, I call it competency-based interviewing. And you have to interview not with a bunch of what-if questions, but here's what we need. What examples do you have that you can do this or you've done this successfully? Um, So I do think you're looking at two things there. The second part of that is, is that you may still hire people you don't know everything about people, so you're going to hire people with with a lot more that you don't know, and that's why I put that ninety day plan chapter in there, Alan, because what whatever you plan for a develop it. I find most contractors very honestly they don't they have a job description, maybe but they really don't know what do they want in that job. And I don't mean just technical skills. Who's that job going to report to? Who's going to report to them? How do they get along with their peers? What kind of reporting communication is needed? They don't talk about those things, much less write it down. So I think the best advice I could give any contractors, if you're looking to hire, whether it's a leader, a mid-level person, or, or even a laborer, develop at least one sheet that says, look, these are the skills we're looking for, these are the competencies we're looking for. Competencies could include things like team building, uh, emphasis on safety, uh, team-oriented, communications-driven. Those are competencies. Those aren't just skills. So I think that would be where I would start for an owner.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so that's really different than a job description or it's in addition to a job description
1: it's in addition to a job description right. and the sad thing is and some contractors haven't developed their own job description they've just taken them off and you can google anything today so they probably have printed off some job descriptions from the internet which i don't think is altogether bad you don't have to recreate the wheel but I, but but when i say competencies i'm not talking about just a list of skills what are the things that make that job successful not just skill wise but what does it make the job successful and again strategy is part of the that communication is a part of that Uh, negotiation skills that's a competency those kind of things are all competencies Mm -hmm.
0: well the the title of your session at ignite is is uh, how to identify future leaders and what to do when you find Mm -hmm. them and you know to Mm -hmm. me that that sounds like a how-to approach uh, that's kind of designed to give owners and managers some tools they can put
1: to use Right, that's exactly right. And you know me—you've known me for a long time. I'm kind of a how-to guy; don't write much theory. Uh, and so, most of what I'm going to talk about, especially on just just where are these folks at, you know, I'm going to talk about you know where where do you find them? Where's the right place to find them, both internally in the company and externally? Uh, you know, where else might you have? I you know I have a funny story. I call it the Wendy's win, and give you a quick example. Uh, you know I, I had a, a contractor years ago that, that they had a bid to drop off but before they dropped the bid off it was around lunchtime so they stopped into Wendy's make a long story short Wendy's uh, drive-through uh, speaker system broke and so they the, the the manager of that store who normally should have been in charge of that he completely lost it he got upset lost his temper I guess evidently he must have maybe said some not nice things to even some of his own employees basically he went back to his office and closed the door well the contractor friend of mine that was in there was really done with lunch, but then he said, Brad, I had to stay here because I saw something really cool happening. One of the employees found out later it was about a 19, 20-year-old kid, uh, started taking charge. I mean, he basically went around, calmed the employees down apologized to people waiting in line. He heard him tell the rest of the workers, look, I'll get the sign. I'll go out there and take the orders from the the, the, the cars are in the queue. Well, make a long story short after it was all over with and the pressure was off. Then the manager of the store came back out. But what was funny was when, before this contractor left the Wendy's to go on to his, uh, his appointment, he he kind of got the attention of that young guy that had done all that cool stuff and brought him over to his table and said, how did you do that? Well, the young, You know, young guy just looked at him and said, what are you talking about, sir? He said, no, no, don't tell me that. I saw what you did. Um, You you calmed the thing down. You got the sign. you, You took the orders. You really brought this place back to order when your own boss left you. And he said, well, I... I don't know, sir. I just know that we're supposed to help the customer kind of a thing. And so the contractor said, he looked at him right in the eye and said, how much do they pay you here? And the young kid told him that, you know, young young man told him, he said, look, I'll give you $5 more an hour if you come work for me. And the young guy looked at the contractor and basically, you know, and, and said, you know, well, I don't even know what you do, sir. What do you doing? He said, well, I'm in construction. And the young guy said, well, sir, I don't know anything about construction. And the contractor said, I can teach you construction. I can't teach you that kind of stuff. What he's referring to were competencies. He saw something in that young man that he might not have even seen in construction. So one of the things I'm going to try to help people at at that conference, Alan, in December is that we have to get out of the traditional areas that we go looking for replacements for our people. We may find potential workers, much less leaders, in other companies and other industries, and we just got to be open to that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of contractors out there who would love to have uh, run across that, that young 19-year-old kid in, in one place or another, whether it's inside their own company or not, or, or at a Wendy's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I mean, it's so funny, and, and I'll say this at the conference, you know, that but, you know, half the time when I've shared that story at different conferences the last five, ten years, because this happened about ten years ago, when, every time I've shared that story, you know, you'll see people, you know, writing notes in their book, go to Wendy's as soon as the conference is over, kind of a thing. So it's, it's yeah, yeah. So start you know, eating lunch so at Wendy's, powder. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But my point is, is that we 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 construction has not done overall construction has done a horrible job at really. P- publicizing the real benefits do you know that statistically the average earner in construction earns more money over the course in their early even in their early years more than almost any other uneducated job can provide it's one of the best paying jobs in the industry but it's one of the best kept secrets too Mhm mhm. Well listen, I, I you know I, I enjoyed talking with you Brad.
0: I oh, before we go, I I know you have a a 2-minute drill with video series uh on your yeah. website. How's that doing? It seems like that's a training tool that fits perfectly in an industry like construction that's always on the go.
1: Well, we've actually upgraded. It's actually on an app. We have we have an educational oh. app and all they all you have to do is go to the App Store, go to your App Store and just type in Pinnacle development group, and you can download the app. It's totally free. We have over 160 uh, what we've, and we actually trademarked this. This was pretty exciting last year. We got the final, got the government trademark signature for it, but it's, it, it is called the Two-Minute Drill Video Series, and it is a, literally a series of me doing talks on a topic for only two minutes, and we actually have a clock there, so you can actually take my word for that, but we have I think we, the last count, uh, my, my uh, producer for that has told me, he so said, we have over 5,000 um, people who have downloaded that app, company that have downloaded that app. So we really have a really cool following that's coming along. I get emails from companies that I've never even heard of that tell me that they're using, you know, they'll use an app once a week in their meetings with their foreman or with their crews. And it, it is kind of interesting, but that's really been a blessing for us because it's allowed me to get more of our messages about leadership. And, and, and it's actually cool, Alan, because it's divided into five segments. There is a section of a probably 25 to 30 videos that are just for owners and senior leaders. We have some for front-line field leaders. We have some for sales and marketing people. We have some for, that are just a general category, like how to set goals, that kind of stuff. But then we all, we're very proud of this. We have about 20 videos for just the frontline employee. You know, there's nothing for laborers out there. So it is a, it's, a, it's a good opportunity. It's a great resource for people. And, again, as I say in the videos, everybody's got two minutes.
0: Right, right. Well, that's uh, that's why I said I think it's a a perfect fit for an industry that's as busy as this one in. Well, listen, I I enjoyed talking with you. I appreciate the time, and I'm sure that some of the listeners of this podcast are already putting your Ignite session into their Outlook calendars. Uh, But to learn more about uh, Brad, including his books, podcasts, and the two-minute drill, you can visit www.pinnacledg.com. This has been Alan Hadorn for the Ignite Construction Summit. For a complete description of Brad's session, as well as other Ignite details, visit www.igniteconstructionsummit.com.
1: Thanks, Brad. Thank you,
0: Alan.